Hey there, I'm Alex, and I am here with my sister Taylor, and you're listening to Twin Tales. We are going through all 50 states, talking about some of the scariest legends and stories. And today we are going to start with Alabama as our first episode. We're doing this alphabetically. We are, because little OCD. (laughs) You are. And I don't know about you, Taylor, but I thought that Alaska was actually the first (laughs) state. I forgot Alabama was a state. There's a B after that A. Yeah. But Google told me Alabama is, in fact, the first state alphabetically. (laughs) And the story I found from Alabama is the legend of Sloss Furnace. Have you ever heard of Sloss Furnace, Taylor? I have. It was on Ghost Adventures before. So they went and visited. Yeah, it's also on the, what is it, Scariest Places to Travel, the Travel Channel. Oh, good. So I did accurate research on something that's freaky. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) What what did you think of Sloss Furnace Taylor when you saw it on on Travel Channel? (laughs) It was alright, I guess. It wasn't Did did it freak you out a little bit at all? I think you have to be there to actually be scared of it. Well, I can tell you writing this story, I was a little freaked out. I had some trouble sleeping afterwards. (laughs) Why? I, I was afraid that the ghost would come after me because it knew I was researching it and that it knew I was afraid. So, <laughs> yeah, because that's how ghosts work. Yeah, okay, that was just me. But anyway, I'm going to go over the history of this Sloss Furnace place, Taylor, and we can get your input on it a little bit. I'll go over like all the supernatural happenings that we discovered in my journey of researching this. And you're not very afraid of, like, ghost stories and stuff, right? You're pretty into that stuff? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty freaked out by it, so <laughs> you're gonna have to give the logical perspective of what I'm telling you, because I find this so scary. <laughs> you're talking all over your hands for someone who can't see the audience. I just don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> okay, anyway, so Alabama's most famous ghost legend, one of them, the Sloth, Sloth Furnace. I'm gonna mess that up constantly. Um, it is in Birmingham, Alabama. Of course. All so, bad things happen there. Of, <laughs> it's one of the more popular Alabama cities. <laughs> um, and so Alabama was a struggling state during this time that Sloss Furnace came about. What time? Um, it was right after the Civil War. So you can imagine that not a lot's going on in Birmingham. Very angry people. I yeah, they, they lost the Civil War. They, they were not on the winning side. <laughs> Um, but they were able to find their economic footing through the creation of production and manufacturing companies. They got a big industrial boom mm-hmm. during this period of time. And that is where we come into Colonel James Withers Sloss. Withers Sloss. Withers Space Sloss. Oh, you have two names. last names. Yeah, he was a plantation owner. And a colonel. Wow. And a colonel, yeah. <laughs> From the Civil War, he was a colonel, yeah. Um, he was a plantation owner and a railroad developer, and he founded Sloss Furnaces in 1881. And it became probably one of the most successful businesses in Birmingham for, like, yeah. a really long time. Did it ever say what it produced, or is it... Oh, yeah, it produced, um, steel, like, beams. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they would take coal and ore, and they would, like, melt that and make these steel beams. Because it was, like, I want to say, like, their biggest like, most popular time was during, like, the Industrial Revolution? Yeah. That's how I, they rebuilt after the war. I yeah. Assume. So they were pretty popular with that. Like, they sent these, like, steel beams, like, everywhere. Yeah. And, like, all over the country. Yeah, they were building the railroad at this time, I assume, too. So. Yeah, he was a railroad developer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. The, we're getting these pieces together. <laughs> Shut up. 
Okay. Um. So yeah, he was a big part in like developing like Birmingham's success after the war because of how popular his like sauce furnaces became. And it's actually a national historical landmark now. Oh. It was became a historical landmark in 1981, and it serves as an educational mu- museum to people who want to visit there. They want people to go here. And they say, yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, they said like most a lot of their guests receive unwanted attention <laughs> when they visit sloth furnaces. Uh, we've all been there. Um, it. I've been told, like, in my research, like, a lot of people agree that it houses one of the most violent and angry ghosts in the state of Alabama. Okay, well, you can continue on with your story. I feel like I'm interrupted. Okay, so Sloth Furnaces operated between 1882 and 1971, so that's about 100 years that they were operating, and they did not have great reputation for their working conditions. (laughs) Shocker. Yeah, I know, right? They they were less than ideal. The temperatures in the building were known to heat up to, like, 120 degrees. And plus, you're in Alabama, like, you're in a southern state. It's humid, it's hot, and you're inside working with 120 degree, like, air. That can't be healthy. And so, obviously, the employees there were often, like, poor immigrants that couldn't really get a job anywhere else. They were desperate for work, desperate for food, and they had no other choice but to, like, work at sloth furnaces. Like, it was a place where everyone was like, if you can't get anything like if you've like tried to sell yourself on the street and can't do it like you go to soft furnaces and work there <laughs> it was not a place people wanted to go to work even though it was like so profitable right yeah so the workers were forced to live in overcrowded housing on the company grounds and like i said like the colonel that started this was a plantation owner and i can only imagine he maybe like developed his housing similar to his plantation housing um, and the employees could be called into work at any time. They didn't really get a choice on when they worked. They didn't have any holidays off, they didn't have weekends off, and they had no compensation for injury. So if you broke an arm or a leg, you were pretty much fired. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine they did not have a workers' union for these people. Well, not if they're immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> so people were pretty much forced to work there. There wasn't much you could do, and... They could just say, hey, you're working today. And you could be like, I worked 12 hours ago. And they like, too bad. Ew. We need you to work. So that was kind of life for the people working at this company. Um, and though the working conditions at the company were grueling. That's vocab word yeah. there, right? <laughs> um, nothing could really compare to the graveyard shift during this time. What was the graveyard shift? Did they even have an hour? Yeah, well... (laughs) So many people being called in. The graveyard workers would work from sunset to sunrise. Oh. So I'm assuming, like, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That varies on the season, you know? Yeah, around there. Like, if the sun sets, you're working, basically, is what I understood And when you come up, it can leave. Yeah, if it comes up. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) I don't know if it was, like, really dark in there and they could make you work a couple extra hours. Seems possible. But yeah, um, so yeah, the graveyard workers worked from sunset to sunrise, they had little sleep, no lighting, they would use a crew that would be half the size of the day shift crew, so you're doing like double the work. <laughs> How do you decide who works this? I, I, I feel like if you like piss someone off, they'd be like, hey, you're working graveyard now. Yeah, so and, not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but the worst part of the graveyard shift oh, it gets worse. Yeah, was working with the foreman known as James Slag Woodward. His what? N- Wormwood. His <laughs> nickname was Slag. Why? Probably because his last name was Wormwood and I thought it would be better. 
It's not. I, I, <laughs> they should have just called him James, but obviously he's he's kind of a like terrible guy. If you wanna, you'll find this out as I continue telling you about this story. <laughs> like Slag. his name was fitting. He was not a nice person. Um, Wormwood would work his subordinates to the bone. <laughs> forcing them to perform unsafe tasks at these super fast speeds in order to impress the bosses. So he was a real go-getter. Yeah. Um, He had 47 employees die under his supervision, and that is 10 times the average amount of deaths compared to, like, any other shift. So the other shifts would be, like, what? Four. Four or five. five. Yeah. (laughs) But this one was 47. He had 47 under his watch. Wow. Yeah. Accidental? (laughs) Allegedly. They no, they don't really like describe like who got hurt or anything. I don't think they had records that are like, hey, this person died and this is why. Mm-hmm. I think they're just like, hey, someone died on the job. And they're like, okay. And it's like <laughs> recorded. Find someone else to take a spot. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. There was a bunch of accidents during his shift. Um. Explo- a lot of explosions that left employees unable to work. What can even explodes in a steel? Um, they Correction. melt all the metal and stuff. That causes explosions? Well, there's fire okay. and stuff, trying to, like, melting. You have to have really high heat to melt metal. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of the people, if they got injured, they were basically, like, sentenced to death, kind of, because they couldn't buy food, they couldn't live on employee grounds anymore, if they couldn't work. So, this guy kind of, like, either directly or indirectly killed a lot of people. Okay. During his shifts, Yeah. So anyway, October of 1906 rolls around, and obviously all the scariest things happen in October. Of course. So of course this did. Um, the company's in full swing, and Wormwood's workers have finally had enough of his dictatorship. They're tired of this guy. And the company reports that the foreman, this foreman, um, lost his footing that night and fell from atop a furnace at the company, and his body plunged into a p- pool of melted iron ore below (laughs) and his employees watched as the liquid metal just like enveloped this guy and like melted him to death basically they paint quite a picture there yeah (laughs) and none of them ever said how wormwood had ever got on top of this furnace because apparently he'd never been on top of this furnace like his entire career everyone's like yeah he's never been up there his life so there's a conspiracy there yeah there's a lot of suspicion that people pushed him off or, like, took him up there and pushed him off. Which, I mean, you could believe that, right? Yeah. This guy kind of sucks. <laughs> um, and then Sloth Furnaces terminated their graveyard shift shortly after that happened, saying that there were too many injuries and odd incidences to, um, from their steel production, basically. Which, do you think they would have done that before their foreman <laughs> fell to his death? But It says a lot that they wait until the foreman died when 47 people have died prior to Yeah, that, there could have been more than that, too. Like, those are just the recorded deaths from what I found. But no, the foreman was too much. It's yeah. his death. And though. he wasn't a nice guy, either, so... He must have been friends with the colonel, I assume. Yeah, so many um, reports after this incident occurred, they would get a lot of reports... At soft furnaces, like, workers would say there's, like, a strange presence in the furnaces. They didn't feel, like, comfortable. Inside the furnaces? Like, in the building okay. where they were working, yeah. Um, there'd be reports of pushing and shoving. Like, people would hear angry voices yelling at them to get back to work. Okay. And, um, there's a, there's a voice that would always say, push some steel. <laughs> Which I can only imagine, like, this gruff, burly man be like, push some steel. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I picture. 
Um, Night Watchmen would be assaulted with no evidence of another person being in the building. Ooh. Um, there was one odd instance that occurred when three supervisors just went missing and no one could find them. Um, and they were eventually found, like, unconscious in this boiler room. And all of them said that the last thing re- they remember was being approached by this badly burned man that was, like, yeah. shouting at them. And they don't, re- they don't know how they got in the boiler room. Like, they don't know how they became unconscious. But all three of them were like, this is what I saw before I ended up here. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. It's like a Freddy Krueger nightmare there. I know, right? Like, this burned guy just, like, running at you. Yelling stuff. Um, there was a night watchman by the name of Samuel Blumenthal. And his story is the one that creeped me out the most, the reason that I'm like, this, like, spirit's gonna come get me, because, uh-huh. um, it was, like, 1971, and the plant was just about to close permanently, like, it was that, that very night was, like, the last night they were open, and, um, Samuel went and was gonna take a last sweep of the grounds, you know, he was feeling kind of nostalgic, he was the night watchman there, just wanted to take one last look at everything. Remember all the times he was pushed? This, this is the Night Watchman. This uh-huh. isn't James. Yeah. Oh, a different person. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's 1971 at okay. this point. Like, they, they closed that same year. Um, so Sam took a sweep around the grounds, and it was on this sweep that he came face-to-face with what he says was the most frightening thing he had ever seen in his life. <laughs> so what, what would you think that could possibly be, Taylor? I'm guessing it's the burned man that everyone else saw. Well, Samuel reports seeing the embodiment of a half-man, (laughs) half-demon, and he said that it was reeking of evil and anger, just, like, floating off of this thing. And the creature was enraged and attacked Samuel with fury, as he says. And the doctors who examined Samuel after this incident found that he was covered in, like, these third-degree burns, but none of the furnaces were on, and he wasn't near the furnaces. And he says it was because this, like, demon thing attacked him. I mean, the demon thing could still be the burn guy. Yeah, I think. I, I would say that's more than, like, that's likely. real demon that he somehow fused. Well, he, he says it was, like, this demon-looking thing, like... Honestly, I kind of picture, like, the demon from, like, the Paranormal Activity spoof on The Simpsons. Like, like the, the wings and the horns, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm assuming that probably wasn't what he saw no, at all. I doubt it. But yeah, he said he saw, like, this evil demon thing, and he thinks that it was, like, the James dude, the slog, that fell to his death in the furnace. Um... And James isn't the only one that's apparently there that haunts people. They said they've had sightings of ghost workers and their foremen, and there's been hundreds of reports, like, even since Sloth Furnaces closed, people still go out there. Like I said, it was a historical landmark, so. Um, A lot of these reports occur in October, which is when um, he fell to his death, the foreman fell to his death. Um, Yeah, and it's the... Paranormal investigators have gone to the property, like, a whole bunch of times. Like, you said, Ghost Ghost Adventures was there. They've had some people go that don't have a show. They're just, like, chilling. Yeah, they're just, like, investigators on their own, I guess. But many of them, like, come back from investigating, saying that there's all these dark energies and really disturbing (laughs) footage, like, all around this whole uh, furnace area. And some investigators were even scratched or burned while they were there. Which I can tell you, it's pretty hard to get a burn when there nothing is work running in the furnaces anymore. 
like the whole place has been closed down for like 50 years almost now. So, whether Sloth Furnaces is the place of ghosts and demons or just a Halloween legend, you can't say for sure. It could be either or. <laughs> um, the company's legacy is just a scary story. Basically, <laughs> from their opening to their closing, it sounds like it was pretty freaky. But I would say um, Alabama's most historical company probably knows how haunted their facility is. Is that where you got this information? I got it from multiple sources. <laughs> I did some research, but yeah. I would say that Sloss Furnaces sounds like a pretty evil place. I have a picture of their building in the daylight. With a water tower that says Sloss in the background. Yeah, they have a little water tower. I mean, it looks pretty old school, right? It does. It's very orange, it looks like. I want to say it's a burnt red. <laughs> oh. There's burns everywhere, even on the building. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't look that intimidating in the sunlight, so I can kind of understand why people, like, want to make it a historical, like, landmark that people can go visit, because it's one of those things that, like, really raised Birmingham up, like, took them out of, like, this financial deficit. Yeah, and just gotta put up with, like, ghosts running around. <laughs> yeah, and the people that go on the tours, like, in there, you're like, yeah, there's something here, and it, like, touched me, or it pushed me, or it talked to me. He's very obviously dedicated to the job. He's still... Yeah, I think he's a very angry <laughs> man and just can't let go of that. He didn't sound like a very nice dude, so he's probably not a very nice dude in death either. And that's why I'm afraid he's coming after me, because I'm talking crap about a ghost. <laughs> so. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see if that happens to you. Yeah, well, thank you for not You're welcome. Thanks for sharing that first story. Definitely. So would you ever go to Sloth Furnace, Taylor? Yeah, sure, why not? Nothing's okay, well, happen. you can take that trip on your own, because that story <laughs> creeped me out. All right. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to Alabama's Scary Legend of Sloth Furnace. We'll see you next time.